The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 50. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a dead. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fett, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. And today we are discussing Season 3 of Star Wars Rebels, Episodes 12 and 13, The Ghosts of Geonosis. Uh, as we continue to kind of follow Rex uh, through Star Wars Rebels. And uh, the only one joining me on the panel tonight is Andrew Hermes. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Father. It's just us tonight. It's just us. The other mm-hmm. the other uh, panelists all had either children that they were taking care of or another thing come up. So uh, this is a, a special duo episode. So it's going to be great. Yeah, looking forward to it. So... I don't really think that there's really much in terms of, of news uh, recently. So with Bad Batch being kind of the last major thing that was announced, but that we kind of talked about last time. So we will jump uh, right into to these two episodes. It uh, very much felt like um, it didn't really feel like a two-parter. It, it felt like one long 40-minute episode. Um, I Yeah, totally agree. You know, I, I would say the... The first episode really, I mean, at least for me, didn't get really add much or present much. It was just kind of all set up and mm-hmm. exposition for, you know, what would happen in episode 13. Um, so, yeah, I know right out the gate kind of started slow for me. But, um, but yeah, right at the end with the with the cliffhanger and, and all that, it's, it's, it's really where it starts to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate on one level, uh, 40 minutes to kind of flesh out a story and, and a little bit of a, not just action, action, action. So, so this was, this was kind of a nice kind of, yeah, ease into the story. Um, it wasn't really, uh, there wasn't any like, you know, major events that kind of happened. In fact, um, I, I suspect, and not that this is at all a bad thing, but um, I was just kind of looking at uh, the the when this release when this released, and it was released in January of 2017, just a month after Rogue One hit theaters. So right. everybody, of course, was was harping in on the 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 Saw Gerrera connection, which was kind of I think the the key of of the whole uh, two episodes, and um, really what they I mean they were really able to kind of go into Sagarer's backstory a little bit more where Rogue One wasn't able to. And you mm-hmm. get to see him just a couple of years before Rogue One, uh, which was which was really a cool thing to to be able to see as well. Um one thing that I, I thought was really <laughs> comical about these episodes and I and I think again it was intentional was uh the Death Star is is the underlying major threat in everything and nobody yeah. Nobody except for <laughs> Click Clack can at all pinpoint 
you know, that that's actually the, the menace of the whole episode, but it's kind right. of missed by everyone. <laughs> yeah even literally draws it out for them yeah well and (laughs) And, i I uh, love i love how they they, think it's the egg right yeah they it's the egg or it's the imperial logo or it's the rings of geonosis right um imagine click clack (laughs) is just mentally you know facepalm yeah you know but yeah what's funny is usually when more times than not i think when they encounter like uh, a species that you know, speaks a different language. They they usually have someone on the team that can understand them. And <laughs> in this one case where it would have helped so much, they could not understand his language. Um, so they're just trying to figure out what he's saying through his drawings and, you know, through like hand movements and, and uh, you know, emotive sort of body language. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I just found that like kind of, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, this episode could have been done in like real quick. <laughs> they, they just they, could have understood what he was trying to say. They needed uh, C-3PO or equivalent to just say, hey, they were building the Death Star on Geonosis. That's the information. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. get out of here. Um, <laughs> instead, we have Ezra, who is very expressive in his trying to communicate <laughs> with Click Clack, which, okay, right. okay, that's that's Ezra. Yeah. So. Yeah, even, yeah they even, like, you know, they were like, hey, Ezra, why don't you talk to him? You know, see what... <laughs> I don't think anyone was, anyone was real keen on, on trying to understand what he was saying. And, and uh, you know, obviously Saw Guerrero had his own methods, but yeah, it, it kind of fell on Ezra's shoulders, uh, you know, for, for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he always had the, the, the animal connection. So I guess. Right. Uh, Gene Ocean being a bug, he's sort of lumped into that same category. I guess so. Um, one of the other cool things about this was that uh, Forrest Whitaker is the the voice of Saw Gerrera, so it's this, the same actor as Rogue One. Um, and yeah. I really, I really liked his his voice acting because you can you can almost hear echoes of where he goes in Rogue One, but he's mm-hmm. not there yet. So right. there, there's there's a similarity, but he's not quite as unhinged yeah. as he is in Rogue One. Yeah, in Rogue One, it's 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 almost like you know he like he, he speaks it's more raspier you know mm-hmm. he, it's kind of like he you can tell like his he, he's been through some more you know battles and then maybe he suffered an injury that affected his voice um but yeah like like you pointed out there are shades of that you know he kind of i mean you can tell like you know obviously as amazing as the voice cast is you know for for rebels and and Clone Wars and everything Star Wars animated, it, you know, if someone like Forrest Whitaker really stands out in, in the cast. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can see what kind of, you know, brilliant actor he is, mm-hmm. know, Academy Award winning actor, you know, uh, he, he, he really stood out and, uh, and, you know, for an animated show with, with a character like him who could easily just be sort of, you know, one note stereotypical um, sort of like, you know, war torn, someone who lost some, someone and is out for revenge, you know, he kind of brings more dynamic to that. Um, and, uh, I'm glad they, they were able to, to have him, you know, portray his character, you know, again, for the, for this animated, uh, these animated episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I was learning about was, um, as I was kind of doing some research on these, these episodes is in universe, what happened to Saw Gerrera is that, um, he actually gets a bit of uh, he gets poisoned by the uh, insecticide, if you will, that was used on the Geonosians. 
So that's oh, actually wow. what causes his voice to get raspier and why in Rogue One he needs that that respirator that um, it purifies his right. lungs. And so that was because of the time that he spent on on Geonosis. Uh, so I there thought that go. that was a, a very interesting connection there. Um, mm. And then, um, shoot, I just lost my my other train of thought. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> it, what, what had you just mentioned? Um, Mm. Uh, I was talking about uh, Forrest Whitaker's performance and how it was, uh, how since how he made the character more dynamic than just oh, a yes, stereotypical. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, because and and where I wanted to go there, and and that's exactly where kind of where we'll go in in our discussion too was that um, I loved how he is on the same side, so to speak, as as Kanan and the, the rest of the Ghost crew, but. But their tactics are vastly different. Their their mm-hmm. um what they're willing to do is very different. So their morality is very different. So you've got right. Saw on the the ends totally justify the means side, and you've got Kanan and Ezra and the group um that are sort of not willing to go quite as far. So it was it was great to pin those against each other. I, I put in my notes that there was this constant tension with with Saw Guerrera. Uh they're right. on the same side, but they're also not. Uh, which right. was which was really cool to to see kind of played out. Um, so with that, we'll kind of jump into the discussion because we'll we'll get to that. Um, the mm-hmm. the episode starts with uh, Senator Bail Organa making uh, an appearance back in in Rebels, um, and he uh, informs he wanted to tell the Ghost Crews uh, himself what what this mission was all about. That was uh, a secret mission, and Ezra's complaining that he doesn't know what it is yet, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Senator Organa uh, briefs them on the mission and they're being sent to Geonosis to find this rebel team that was originally sent to investigate the disappearance of the Geonosians. Um, And the missing team went dark after they discovered an energy source on the surface. Um, And at that point, Rex knows that they're going to go try to find Saw Gerrera. They Mm. have a, have a history. In fact, um, I haven't seen the episodes in the Clone Wars, but Saw Gerrera makes an appearance in the the Clone Wars. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's there's definitely some some history there. Um, they arrive on Geonosis, and they they find the the signal for the energy source, and so they head down to the planet, and and of course uh, they land in the midst of a, a heavy heavy mm-hmm. sandstorm, and uh, so they land and they decide to to split up because. Uh, there's the the energy sources on the surface of the planet, couple couple clicks away, and uh, Rex, Kanan, Ezra, and Chopper are gonna go to uh, Guerrera's last known uh, transmission to go search search for him. And um, so Rex uh, kind of leads the crew off to find uh, the the last transmission place for for Guerrera, and they they find a temple uh, built by the Genosians. Um, and it was interesting. It was, it was uh, I think it was probably earlier in the episode already at this point, but um, uh, Rex must have mentioned the Gene Oceans and Ezra asks if the bugs all built this. And so he kind of, right. he's, he starts asking about the bugs. And I, and I, I want to make that point because what I found interesting is the names that were used. So at this point, Ezra is calling them bugs. Um, but later on once he meets click clack he kind of forms his own name for him mm-hmm. but i also thought it was really interesting that saw Guerrera never calls him by 
click clack. He never calls him uh, a genotion until the very end of the episode. He only refers to him as a bug. Bug, yeah. So I I kind of equated that to um, him refusing to see the the person behind uh, the enemy that he saw as the the, the genotion. Right. Um, so, and I'll, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll talk more about that as we go, of course. Uh, but they, they get to this temple. There's no sign of saw. We get a little bit of the backstory between Rex and saw because Rex tells Kanan that he knows saw from way back and that he trained him and his sister Stila's as local militia to fight against the separatists. And this is where we learn that, that Stila was killed. And Saw continued on, and he even formed his own rebel cell after the Empire took over. Um, so we get at least a, a little sense of why Saw is as extreme as he is. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got quite that, that trauma in his background. They continue to kind of search out this, this temple. They find these tunnels um, underneath. And, um, and this is where Ezra is asking more about the Geonosians and, and Rex. Uh, Rex says that they look just like uh, battle droids, but but ugly and that they smell, <laughs> which is is interesting because yeah. Rex obviously has history on on the planet. Uh, Geonosis would have been when he was when he was more or less activated uh, as a as a clone trooper. So he has uh, ties back to, to episode two there and the planet. Um, they continue down into these tunnels and they just they find all these these helmets that Rex is able to identify as part of Saw's team, but no, no living person is found. All just the, the helmets remain. And we get these kind of brief glimpses of a lone Geonosian who's kind of watching them from the shadows. And it was at this point that we get, we, definitely we start to sense um, Kanan. I mean, Kanan wants to, he wants to go at this point. He, he says that they're out of their element. He wants to, um, turn away and, and go back to their team, um, even though they can't, uh, Chopper can't contact Hera. Um, so Kanan kind of wants to, to, to go back and regroup, and Ezra wants to continue on. And um, Rex also wants to continue forward. And, and Kanan being uh, a good leader, I mean, he, he follows, he follows the, the consensus and, and goes with them. Yeah, and he... he... Yeah, he just senses that there's something wrong about this place. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 yeah, it's it's more than just like, you know, kind of thinking that they've, you know, hit a dead end or like, you know, they 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 just need to get back because, you know, they 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 seem to found nothing. Um, but but helm you know helmets you know that, that kind of tell you that oh these these guys are probably dead. Yeah, it's it's like he senses something bigger, and and obviously. We know ultimately, uh, you know what that dark threat is, but um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, Kanan, Kanan, I think would have uh, probably want probably would have not mentioned anything if he didn't sense that. And it's and it's interesting that that you make that point because after you watch both the both of these episodes, the threat on the planet really isn't that impressive. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the droids show up, and sure, there's there's a destroyer with a with the uh you know with a shield, and um there's some destroyers on the surface, but really those were handled fairly easily. So Kanan, yeah, yeah he's sensing the the bigger threat, even though even yeah. though he can't 
put his finger on it. Right. Um, yeah. Even though it's drawn out for him and he still can't <laughs> uh, put his finger on it. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, you can't blame him because, I mean, even if he's seeing, he was yep. looking at that drawing and he's sensing something. Of course, he's blind. Uh, no one too, at this point so. has seen it, that star. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> and, and no, I don't think anyone at that point would think that sort of technology or, you know, is possible. Um, but, uh, right. but yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's 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 something they don't they never figure out by the end of these episodes. But yeah, at least Kanan, um, what you know, using the force and all that is sensing that there's something something that's at least a threat enough for for him to consider to go back. Mm-hmm. And I have to i uh, i can't I can't harp too much on them for not recognizing the bigger threat because if you had yeah if you had no context for what a star or a Death Star was. If yeah. you if you saw a circle within a circle, <laughs> you yeah. you you wouldn't have any idea what that actually meant. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. I know we as the viewer know exactly what it means, and and it's mm-hmm. and it's obvious. Uh, but but for them, of course, they they didn't. Uh, but still, that's I mean, and and the the these episodes are, uh, they're tying in a very direct way to rogue one, but rogue one was a direct tie to the death star and the death star is definitely, you know, becoming a larger and larger and larger threat as it becomes closer to completion and culminates in, in the, the movie, uh, new hope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to be for, for Kanan to, to sense that threat, um, is speaks to his, his ability as a Jedi, even though he can't quite pinpoint it. Uh, anyway, so they they continue to 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 go explore these tunnels. That's when they are ambushed by by all these battle droids. Um, I loved uh, Ezra's optimism. We can do this. And then when the destroyer shows up, he goes, "We can probably do this." <laughs> right. And with the, with the the destroyer uh, pretty much going to overtake them. They're, they're rescued from one of the side passages breaking open and that's Saw Gerrera, uh, blasting through. And, uh, he and, uh, he and Rex have a, have a moment of, of connection, um, because of their shared history. Um, and, uh, Saw then gets introduced to, to Kanan and Ezra and mentions that, that he didn't expect to see any Jedi. And he suggests that something is happening on Geonosis. Um, he, he also has this, not force sense, but he has this sense that there was something big that the empire was doing on Geonosis that he is desperate to, to get information about, uh, in order to, to strike back, um, at the empire. And we see that played out, uh, through these two episodes. Um, we, of course, as the viewer know that, yes, this was the, the place for, the building of the Death Star, in fact, that was seen at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, and uh, I was watching uh, Rebels Recon, and uh, Pablo Hidalgo, Hidalgo mentioned that... Uh, <laughs> so at this point, the Death Star is not being built at Geonosis. And when we see it in Rogue One, it is not at Geonosis. Uh, and Pablo had mentioned that in fact, Sagarera himself was getting close enough to discovering the Death Star project at Geonosis that that those in the Empire got nervous, and so they moved moved the Death Star completely. So that's that's oh, okay. why when um, the Ghost shows up at Geonosis, 
all the debris around Geonosis is gone because they're not mm. they're not building anymore. But uh, back when they had gone there, one of the earlier seasons of Rebels, uh, they there was all the the debris around. Um, mm. uh, just uh, so. Uh, yeah. So the Death Star is not there, but that's exactly what what was going on there that Saw is so desperate to to find information on. That's a cool little tidbit. Yeah there there was there was yeah. a lot there. I was I was kind of just doing some some research, and I and I love the connections to to Rogue One, to A New Hope, to I mean Revenge of the yeah. Sith and Attack of the Clones. I mean, there's there's yeah. a lot of connections to to the movies uh, within these. Um, especially for those who, I mean, clone or rebels isn't necessarily some, something that if you're just a fan of the movies that you would go and watch, but for those who have watched the movies and love getting into the animated series, these are, these are fun connections that, that, uh, that we can enjoy. Yeah. It totally adds so much more to the experience. Yeah. If you, if you watch the movies and, and sort of, you know, find those connections, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really an added enjoyment and, uh, and and really for episodes yeah for these like episodes like this just on the surface it's like you know uh, you know a guy who's you know who lost his sister and is uh you know just like you mentioned you know his tactics are more about like just doing whatever it takes to get you know the right answers and to get you know to get the mission done and then you have you know Ezra and Kanan uh, and, and Rex you know, have more, you know, doing it the right way. And, you know, those, those two ideologies kind of battling each other. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it kind of ends with some sort of peaceful, um, you know, amicable uh, ending. Um, but if you know exactly all these connections, it, it adds so much more to it. And, uh, and I think that to, to get your, to get the fullest potential, you know, out of these episodes, it's, it's good to know all these, uh, to know all the lore. You know, mm-hmm. basically at least at least cinematically yep for all the nitpicky issues that i may have with with uh disney purchasing lucasfilm and and, and going the direction <laughs> that they went um right. one of the one of the great things that i and i that i love about what they did is is create the story group uh and because yeah. they have they have this group of people that that are very in tune to the lore and that are very in tune to you know, if we if they add something in Rebels, how it connects to the to the movies or how it connects to the novels and they all tie together. And and definitely for the fans who read the novels, watch the animated shows, love the movies, um, these things are just Easter eggs for us to find and to know and to 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 really enjoy and to just feel feel like this is a universe that's lived in and connected and um, and, and really cool. So I, I yeah, I, I really did um appreciate that and um and i and i just i loved seeing more of saw guerrero's backstory because in rogue one he's sort of just this character out of the blue that you i mean he's he's kind of unhinged and weird and and you don't really know much about him other than that he's an extremist (laughs) you know and and so this this he's kind of got a he's kind of got a darth vader thing going on with him like he's Breathing apparatus and then what he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> but he's on the good side, but he's doing things yeah. badly on the good side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this, the, these, these episodes flesh out his backstory and, and kind of lay, lay the groundwork for, for, oh, okay. He, 
he lost his sister and that's the pain that he's struggling with. And that's what's prompted him to go to these, you know, extreme measures to, to retaliate. And, um, knowing that and watching rogue one, it's easier to at least, um, understand where, where Sagarera is coming from rather than just kind of write him off as a, just a, an extremist character that, you know, is just in the movie. Right. Um, so uh, we get a bit of a side plot uh, happening here as well. Uh, Sabine and Zeb uh, head out into the storm and uh, they go in search of, of the, the, the shield generator uh, or the energy source. And they, they find that it's a, a military grade shield generator and that it's fully operational. And so they decide to extract uh, the deflector core. Um, Apparently you can do that and, uh, you know, it makes <laughs> the, the, the outer wear must just extend the range of the shield because they, they do pull yeah. out the, the deflector core and they want to, they want to use it for chopper base. Um, yeah. and, and they, and Zeb, Zeb points out the, the obvious question. And I was, as I was watching it, uh, this morning again, I was like, yeah, the, the obvious question is, is what, what is this? thing doing on the planet who is it for what's it doing um and zeb asked that question and they of course don't have an answer for it and we find out later mm-hmm. that really it's just <laughs> click clack is maintaining it kind of for no real reason but yeah. um so they they go off and work on that um and uh Meanwhile, Saw informs uh, Kanan and, and the group the, the same thing that there that there's a, a working shield generator on the surface, um, and they start to kind of reason that the the battle droids that they had just encountered were not the ones keeping it operational, but that they in fact themselves were being maintained too. So there's some third party that was maintaining it, and Saw believed it to be um, the bugs as he was calling them, the, the gene oceans who were, who were doing the maintaining. Um, and he, he blames the bugs for, uh, taking out his team and with him being the only one that survived, which is, and Kanan, Kanan again, just wants to leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 after kind of your, your comments earlier, I, I think he's still, He's still got to be reacting to that 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 deeper, darker uh, menace that he's sensing. But yeah, he he wants to go back and to to regroup and report to Hera and um and and also too, I guess from from a from a plot level, this adds more adds more tension between him and him and Saw because Saw is continually insistent that they go and find the bug and find out what's going on, um, where Kanan is a lot more cautious. So. Maybe the maybe there's both things going on. There is from a sure. plot level, it it adds more conflict, um, and more sort of uh, you get to see you know the 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 two sides of of their different perspectives a little bit easier. Um, yeah. So so saw in, in, insists that they go and find this this bug and find out what's going on, um, because the empire wiped out the entire population of Geonosis and they need to find out why. Um, Ezra and Rex both agree, so, uh, they continue to, to move forward. Um, but Saw does bring them to this large chasm shaft kind of in the, in the planet surface that, that has a direct connection to the surface of the planet. 
because they've gone underground and this uh, large shaft allows them to to contact Hera uh, because they can get a signal out. And of um, course, the bridge is gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> um, you know, but 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 there's Jedi involved this time. Yeah. Um, they they do. They do spot the Gene Ocean on the other side of the 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 chasm. And uh, Kanan does call Hera and warn her that there are operational battle droids and that they need to be careful. Um, at which point it's just like, this is, this is just how these star Wars stories go is, is the moment that they're informed of that, you know, they Sabine and Zeb are called back to the ship and the storm dies down and Zeb sees a bunch of rocks, which of course are not, but they're destroyers covered in sand. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they debate on how, how to get back to the ghost, whether they just kind of sneak around or whether they, you know, use the ghost cannons, uh, to fight them, but the ghost cannons are all clogged up and whether they can, uh, uh, move the deflector core without waking them and bring that back to the ship. Um, so that's actually what they decide to do is, is to, to try to move the deflector core without, without touching or knocking into any of the droids and waking them up and, mm-hmm. Uh, being attacked Hera calls Kanan and his team back uh, but again we sort of see that that Saw is insistent that uh, he that in order to do what's best he need they need to find the one who controls the droids um, that's the way to help not uh, to go back to the ship and so Hera does agree that that's probably the best course of action and they chopper actually uses his his flashlight to to search for the gene ocean on the other side of the chasm and when they find him he's startled and he has the remote that he activates the the battle droids on the surface um and so of course it all kind of <laughs> breaks loose up above and that's where hera or Sabine and Zeb use the the deflector core to create this tiny little shield around themselves only where they're going to try to try to wait out the destroyer's attack, which in in Star Wars fashion, of course, manages to last just the right amount of time. Exactly. You know, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so, so anyway, so they, they hold up there with that and, um, Meanwhile, the rest of the crew is is going to try to get across the chasm, at which point Kanan does his uh, kind of uh, his tactic of force uh, launching uh, Ezra across the chasm. And we have this really cool scene where he pulls down or he has has uh, Rex and saw break loose one of the bridges that's above. Yeah. And Kanan uses the force to levitate that bridge in place so that Rex and Saw Gerrera can cross over to the other side. Yeah, that was really cool. Um I I I loved at that point that um the 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 musical theme of um from the mm-hmm. force the force uh theme yeah. was was playing and it just like yeah. <laughs> that's that's yep. you know, size matters not as as Yoda would say and <laughs> Uh, Kanan's Kanan's being a full Jedi Knight there, and and of course for a little more added dramatic effect, the the bridge is <laughs> toppling over, you know, breaking apart as they're walking across, you know, in progression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I sort of figured it was it was is Kanan uh, just letting it fall. 
because he had less to <laughs> less, less to levitate. <laughs> oh, but okay, it, yeah. But Maybe. it also looked cool, or it, yeah, it added it added tension. Um, all of that. <laughs> um, but then what was really impressed is is everybody gets to the other side, and then you know Saw asks about Kanan, and Kanan just jumps the whole thing jumps. by himself. Yeah, <laughs> like obviously Ezra couldn't do that because he needed the help, but Kanan just uh, no problem. Which was funny because then at that point, um, uh, Saw Saw looks at Rex and says, "You know, I always forget that they can do that." And Rex says, "Yeah, but he's no Skywalker." Yep, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> I really appreciated that line. Um, and that and that's <laughs> another line that you would not if 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 all you saw was this one episode. Um, and none of the other Clone Wars, you wouldn't know the depth that that comment had, um, and exactly. the, the the connection that Rex had with with Anakin. Um, so, Kanan is is not offended, but also offended by that, and they continue mm-hmm. uh, to to chase after the the Geonosian, and um, they they do sort of manage to track it down. Ezra and Chopper, you know, try to try to get to it and cut it off, and um they they managed to really uh knock knock into each other um but Ezra is able to sense where where the Genosian is and and manages to to j- jump up and get to it and of course meanwhile the the shield protecting Zevin's Zevin Sabine is completely failing and they're going to be destroyed here in just a yeah. few seconds and uh, the remote for the droids is is you know just coincidentally mm-hmm. blasted by saw, which deactivates all the droids, uh, saving the day. And uh, and then then the episode that part of the episode ends, um, with with saw confronting the Geonosian and um, asking what what they were building for the Empire with with quite a bit of force. So that. Kind of, I mean, and and like I said at the beginning, this it just it just rolls into the next episode. There isn't there isn't like this yeah. kind of hard cliffhanger that that leads into the next episode. Um, so we're we'll just kind of keep going because that's that's kind of how the 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 two episodes were written. Uh, so part two picks up right at the same point. Uh, Saw is very rough in handling the Geonosian. He, you know, keeps probing and asking what the the imperial secret um, was that that was worth the lives of his team, and you can tell he's very um, hurt, uh, you know, emotionally by 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 that, and 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 labels the bug um, as as the enemy. Yeah, and Rex, you know, and Rex points out that he's unarmed, and yep. uh, and and Saw is like, yeah, we can't underestimate these things, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. As, Saw just sees sees him as you know what he originally saw them as as separatists and mm-hmm. um, yeah he can't really let that go um, so that's that's kind of that's fueling his fire so to speak you know right. when he's when he's dealing with them well and and he's sort of I mean he's he's seeing things from only his perspective and he's refusing to see anything outside of that perspective so um, in just a little bit uh, when he does find the the, the sonic blaster. Um, the uh, the sonic weapon um, that that was in Click Clack's little little home area. Mm-hmm. Saw sees it as confirmation that that the bug is the enemy, and he's gonna he's gonna hurt us if we don't hurt him first. You know, rather than see it as what it what it was as him protecting uh, the the egg that he was that he had. Um, 
so so yeah it's um yeah that's that bigger theme too of of like what justifies war you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's seeing something from just one perspective like like saw is like oh we found this weapon and you know obviously they're they probably you know they want to use it to to hurt innocent people you know sometimes that's you know we've had unjust wars come up because you know one government or one country or the other you know sees a a threat you know just looking at some sort of piece of evidence from one perspective and um you know that a, a lot of times it's like as we see by the end of the episode and and we just pointed out the the reason why he had had the weapon is you know it it really doesn't justify the way he was acting towards him and mm-hmm. and and he, and as 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 obvious as as the episode shows like in this scene where how afraid he is and Ezra is saying like he's obviously afraid right <laughs> like he's obviously not you know he's not flexing any sort of muscle you know uh so can can we please just recognize that you know it it seems so obvious to to us but because he's so blinded by uh by everything that's happened to him it's 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 not not so obvious Mm -hmm. in fact i I mean every time that that the geonosian is 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 on camera he is not at all in a he's not portrayed threatening at all he's he's running away he's um, Ezra senses his fear. I mean, even the way that he talks or makes, you know, makes the noise of his language, I mean, is very, um, it's not threatening, you know, and, yeah. and, but all saw can see and hear is, you know, it's, this is the enemy, you know, he's going to, he's tricking us. Uh, he has this, this sonic blaster. Um, and, and that's where, cause it was right at this point that, that Ezra goes and tries to talk to him. And Ezra uh, determines that his name is now Click Clack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I thought that that was, I mean, as, as silly as that sounds, it, it's a very uh, crucial point is that Ezra gave a name to the Geonosian. So yeah. Ezra, Ezra could see the, the person uh, behind, behind the bug. And Saw refuses to call him Click Clack. He always calls him the bug. And again, that's just that's because he refuses to see him as anything except the enemy that needs to be coerced and and interrogated and tortured in order to to give uh, give the information that he's seeking. Um, And so I I really as again, as cheesy as as click clack is, Mm. I loved it because it it's a name. And if you and if yeah. you have the name, a name is an identity and it reveals the person um, and not just, you know, a face or not just, uh, you know, you can you can you can distance yourself emotionally from someone if you refuse to use their name, if you refuse to acknowledge their name or if you just kind of label a group of people as a blanket group of people and you don't look at individuals, it is so much easier to just write them off or to you know uh read into what you think their motives are their goals their desires you know and that's i mean that that happens all the time and 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 then especially in times of war whether it's whether it's war you know a world war or war you know conflicts within a community or within a family but you know if you just label the enemy 
as the ones who are fighting against me, you're not going to see the person behind the enemy. So I, I loved that dynamic and, and actually where Saw gets to at the very end of the episode, because that's, he has, he has a little bit of growth that he goes through, which is really important uh, because that's, that's the same thing that, that we have to be aware of in our own hearts is, you know, with everything, the, the political divide, the, um, you know, religious divide there's, I mean, or, or cultural divide or, or whatever, whatever divide that we want to divide our communities up or our families up or our world up, we can do the same thing as we can just blanket label a group of people and think we have them figured out. And then we don't see the individuals. And yep. yet, if you know the individuals, you're going to find that they're probably not exactly who you thought they were. Yeah. And you could probably relate to them, you know, more than mm -hmm. you, than you think. Yeah. Cause you know, everyone kind of has had some sort of degree or instance where they've, they've been, uh, you know, they've suffered or they've been, uh, you know, persecuted in some sort of way, uh, whether it's, you know, within their own household or, or on a social level. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, like uh, everything you mentioned, it's, it's, it, it's really, you know, those sort of, uh, this sort of theme is very relevant for the climate that we're in today. And, yeah. uh, I think, you know, whatever side of the, the issues you're on politically or socially. Yeah. I think if more people just heard personal stories from individuals on why they feel the way that they feel, why, you know, maybe someone might feel like they're, uh, um, you know, not treated as equally or, or why someone feels, you know, uh, or how someone feels like, Oh, you know, why, why are we, uh, why are we sort of like acting like, you know, some, so, some people are better than others, you know, this, this whole, like, you know, whether this whole black lives matter versus all lives matter, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, if we kind of dig deeper into, you know, how our fellow neighbor, why they feel that way, you know, I think everyone sort of has their own story. Right. And, uh, I think the more, the more you kind of paint these things with a broad brush, if you're like, oh, I'm just on this side of the issue because I'm looking at people as just groups of people. Yep. Um, and this group doesn't seem to align with my group. You know, that's that's where that's where we get into all the trouble that we're in right now. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a perfect example of it. Obviously, this is this episode, you know, uh, came out three years ago. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's never a time. I mean, it, you know, I'm there's never been a time in my lifetime where there, there wasn't some sort of, uh, you know, social or social issue going on or, or some political divide or, or war, war atrocities happening, you know? So yeah. the, this sort of theme always, you know, rings true, um, you know, unfortunately, but, but I think if people kind of learn that lesson more and more then you know, yeah. not to sound cheesy, but you know, the world would be a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> That's uh, that's why I hate politics. And, and, and this is right. this is not a political podcast, so we're not, you know, at all going sure. in that realm of things. But but, you know, but the political atmosphere is, again, you sort of you end up labeling people, you know, on on all sorts of issues. Right. And and what I what I love about, I mean, our Catholic faith is like at the heart of what politics should be. And at the heart of everything that we do in a commu in community is is at the heart of what Catholic social teaching is, and mm -hmm. at the very heart of all of that is the dignity of the human person. Yeah. Yes, you might have different opinions than me. Yes, 
I may not agree with your opinions, and that is perfectly fine. You don't have to <laughs> yeah. agree. But what is important is no matter, you know, your culture, your background, your, you know, where you live, anything that differentiates us, what unites us is the fact that we're all human beings made in the image and likeness of God and the dignity that we have as persons because of that. That can never be diminished. And that should be the starting point of everything we do in a political world. And unfortunately, that is not often what happens in our world of politics. And I. Yeah, that's 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 a whole nother podcast and that's not where we're going. But uh, oh, yeah, the, the point and I and I and again, that's why I loved this part is that, you know, Ezra names the Genosian click clack and he recognizes the person behind the bug, the, the, the soul behind the bug and recognizes the dignity that that the Genosian has where saw does not because he's just blanket labeling him as the enemy. And he, he, he gets, he gets to a bit of empathy at the end of the episode, which is, which is really good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an example we see, you know, in our faith all the time and what Christ teaches us, uh, you know, it's, you know, like with, with Mary Magdalene, you know, you had a, a whole group of people that, that just wanted to, you know, judge her by, you know, whatever it was, her appearance or her past and, 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 uh, you know, the fact that she may have been, you know, she was possessed by demons at one point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but Christ saw her as, you know, as, 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 a, as someone made in the image of, of himself and, mm-hmm. and, and that, uh, you know, no one is, you know, greater than, uh, you know, no one, no one is past God's mercy. So it's, it's like, you know, he who sinned cast for a stone. It's like, we've all done, you know, things that, we're sinful or, you know, we regret or that we're wrong. Um, so what really matters is, you know, are we trying to be better people? You know, are our intentions to be good and to do good things? Uh, you know, and, and if that's the case, then, you know, we all deserve to be treated, you know, as, uh, you know, a child of God. So, and, and our, and, and we know that when we're being judged, you know, uh, on judgment day, we're going to be judged as an individual. We're not going to be judged as like, you know, a group of people. And, and, uh, that's something our faith, uh, reinforces. Um, and, uh, and that's something that we should act out in our, mm-hmm. in our earthly life as well. Yep. So I know I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but, but you, you started this, so I'm blaming you, but, uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, at, at one point, uh, saw is torturing click clack. So this is a, again, a bit of a jump, but you had mentioned mercy and saw explicitly says our enemy shows no mercy neither can we mm-hmm. and um that just really struck me because that is of course so contrary to our our belief and our faith and how we're called to live and um you know uh i was i did some um again i was kind of just doing some some research on this a little bit but um you know even within war even within conflicts um, specifically war. Um, I was looking up what the, what the catechism of the Catholic church had to say about it. And, and the one, one line that I just, I took from the catechism, uh, 2312, if you're interested, um, the catechism says that the church and human reason both assert the permanent validity of the moral law during armed conflict. So the moral law being, you know, uh, <laughs> you <laughs> show mercy. I mean, that, that, that would be part of, of the moral law. Um, just, and, 
going pulling from Gaudium at Spes, um, another quote that I thought was super uh, pre- uh, appropriate was Gaudium at Spes uh, number 79 says that in regards to just war and, and wars, um, Gaudium at Spes says that state authorities and others who share public responsibility have the duty to conduct such grave matters soberly and to protect the welfare of the people entrusted to their care. But it is one thing to undertake military action for the just defense of the people and something else, again, to seek the sub- subjugation of other nations. Nor, by the same token, does the mere fact that war has unhappily begun mean that, it, that all is fair between the warring parties. Um, end quote. So I, I appreciate that because even though, yes, we, the, the, especially those who have the public responsibility of protecting the common good, that, that even in times of, of just war, that doesn't mean that you can just do anything in order to protect that morality. The moral law still has to, has to come into play. So this is the whole idea that the ends can never justify the means. So mm-hmm. doing an immoral act for a good reason, for a good end, is still very and completely immoral. So, you know, Saw Guerrera is the, the antithesis of that. He's saying that, you know, the enemy is the enemy. We show them no mercy because they showed us no mercy. You know, the ends justify the means. He's going to torture Click Clack in order to get the information. And that's, that's mirror, or not mirror, that's... that's um, it's seen in contrast to, to Ezra in a very particular way, who very much recognizes that that's wrong. Um, you know, and, and Ezra is the one that, that the audience is, is probably relating to that. You, you just know that, yes, this is, this is wartime. Of course, we all know that the Genosian is not the enemy, even though Saw thinks he is. But we also inherently deep down just know that moral code in our own hearts that, that doing everything anything torturing to to get the result you want that there's something immoral about that um so again i there there was just a lot of that happening here with between saw and and canaan and ezra and lots of of yeah. of good but but good um i mean it 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 points out the the wrongness of that uh which is which is important especially for for you know the the younger audience that this is aimed at is that the way that Saw is approaching this, yes, he's on the same side as the rebels, but no, he doesn't have the right and the same and the, the good path to that end goal that Kanan and Ezra and, and the ghost crew are trying to get to. Yeah, and I, and I like how, you know, so they, don't, they don't show Saw as like learning his lesson like right away. You think like when he makes that deal with Kanan, that, mm-hmm. you know, that would be the end of it. But you see, you know, obviously with the, the torture scene you mentioned, yep. that just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, yeah. he's like, you know what, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to agree to this deal anymore. You guys are soft. Yep. You know, I, we, I need to get this information out of them. Yep. So it shows like it, 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 it's not so easy for someone who was obviously suffered trauma like he has, you know, to kind of, to kind of get that message through in his head that, you know, this guy is, is innocent and and he's he, you know he has reasons for what he's doing and 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 you know can't even sympathize with the fact that his whole race is wiped out you know right, right <laughs> it's right it's, it's really just uh it, it's it's being selfish but mm-hmm. you know being selfish in a way that's that's kind of influenced by that trauma so yep. it's like again you can still have 
sympathy for for saw in that way you know it's it's yeah. he, he he just has a kind of twisted you know version of what he thinks the greater good is and uh mm-hmm. you know well, like you mentioned is he's just he this at this point just thinks the ends justify the means so so yeah, yeah i'm glad that they uh that these episodes you know treat his character um with more complexity mm-hmm. uh you know with with you know added touches like that yep and and I think it's important to to point out that that this is this also shows what lack of forgiveness will do to you. So so Saw yeah. has not forgiven the separatists for the death of his sister, um, you know, and so he is he is allowing that lack of forgiveness to fuel his anger and his his rage, um, which leads him to to live that extreme uh, rebellious life that that he goes into. Again, kind of put that in contrast to Canaan, who has had a tremendous loss in his own past. You know, he he survived Order sixty six, and Ezra, who lost his family from the from the Empire, both of them have had tra- very traumatic uh, losses in their path past. But they are dealing with it, um, you know, in a, in a different way. And and I can't speak to how well or not they've forgiven, mm-hmm. but. There, there's more. Yeah. It, their actions suggest that they have come to a, a sense of forgiving, but still fighting to protect the good of the galaxy, and that's why they're fighting not out of anger and rage, which is where Saw is coming yeah. from. So you've kind of got that loss doesn't have to mean that I will act or should act in a vengeful, wrathful manner, but loss in my own life, you know, what I'm called to do is to deal with that, to heal, to forgive. You know, and then to choose to 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 do the morally right thing, uh, which yeah, is and, which is what Ezra and Canaan are trying to do. Yeah, and I think that's where you know having you know a belief system comes into play. You know, they're they're Jedi, so mm-hmm. th- that kind of you know helps them and guides them as to how to deal with these things. And you know, like our faith, you know that that's what keeps us grounded, and that's we look to the example of you know, what the church teaches us and, and the example of, you know, Christ and how he lived. So it's, it's, you know, having that's important. And even though like, I'm not, you know, being, I have my problems. We all have our problems with how yep. the Jedi, with the, <laughs> with the Jedi, you know, preach yep. and what yep. they teach, but, but at least, you know, there's a, there's a code there. There's, there's a, there's a belief system. There's, there's a, there's a worldview there for them to have. And for someone like saw it's, it's, you know, whatever worldview he had before is, is lost because, you know, it wasn't strong enough to kind of to mm-hmm. keep him grounded and, and, and to uh, kind of see, see, you know, what's in front of him and not be blinded by, you know, this trauma. And that, I mean, you see the result of that in Rogue One, where he is yes. just so unhinged. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, yeah, this was this was good storytelling for sure. Yeah, because even though at the end of this, you know, he he, he kind of you know, he kind of saw like, you know, what he was doing was wrong. Um, the, he obviously suffered even more, you know, by the time mm-hmm. we get to Rogue One. So that, mm-hmm. that kind of, you can, that, that kind of just not justifies, but kind of explains why he's, he's kind of off the rails yeah. you know, in that movie. I I was very happy that, that he had the moment at the end where he does finally recognize um, and is empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that point, uh, at that point, they, they find the, the, the gas canisters, the insecticide that wiped out the Geonosians and, um, and, and saw finally feels for 
click yeah. clack. And actually, and I wrote it down that, that at that point he says, um, uh, he gives him back his, no. Yeah. He, he says the Geonosian should stay here and gives him, yeah. gives him back, um, or removes, removes his handcuffs. And he says, everyone loses family in war, even the enemy. The Geonosians mm. deserve the same chance to rebuild as we do. So again, with the name thing, he finally doesn't call him a bug, but he calls him a Geonosian. Yeah. Which again, I thought was a really good way to, to highlight that, that struggle and, and what, what saw had done. Yeah. I know we're totally skipping all <laughs> over the place here. So, <laughs> <I'm> um, <right. laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but that's, that's kind of how these, these, uh, reviews go. So, right. um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, so I think we're, so, we're, I think we're right. Yeah, I think we left off as far as like the uh, they had um, they had gotten to kind to of draw where, this the yep, Death Star for the first time. Yep, yeah. yep. In fact, that's that's yeah. So there, um, <laughs> but that was back when Ezra finally names him Click Clack and asks right. him what the Empire was doing on Geonosis, Geonosis, and that's where he draws the circle within a circle, and and all of us watching are like, that's the Death Star. <laughs> And yeah, Rex like, oh, thinks it's the rings. Might be the rings of Genosis. Right. <laughs> okay, come on, Rex. Um, so, um, yeah, they uh, they decide to to continue to investigate and go deeper into the tunnels. Um, and Saw puts Click Clock in handcuffs at that point, so he won't run away. Which, again, everything that you see of Click Clack, he's scared. He's timid. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna put up a fight he's not gonna run away um but saw treats him that way um and ezra picks up a hollow of stila that saw dropped and and points that out to saw and and again like saw's reaction to that was very harsh yeah um there's still a deep deep pain there that he's reacting out of um but he does tell rex that that she was killed um or that was all that, that Saw had left of, of his sister. Um, and Rex tells Ezra that she was killed by a Geonosian gunship, which, again, yeah. is why Saw sees the Geonosians as the enemy, period, end of story. Um, at this point, uh, an Imperial cruiser shows up um, because the proximity sensor on the planet had been triggered and they detect life on the surface, so they deploy a recon patrol to check it out. And Hera goes into quite the, the craze as, as she sees the crews on her scanners and tries to get Zeb and Sabine back and tries to get everyone back. Um, but they can't get a hold of Kanan and the rest of the crew. So Zeb decides to take a transmitter into the cave to attempt to contact Kanan. And now is then when Kanan and, and the crew arrive where Click Clack lives. And uh, he, that's where Saw finds the gun. Um, the gosh, I had it written down here, but oh yeah, you mentioned earlier. I'm forgetting it. Too. Sonic, Sonic, something. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, like so, Saw sees that as as click clack as a as a threat, and a click clack at one point when Saw's going through his things, pulls out the egg that he's been protecting, and they recognize it as a queen egg and very rare. And Ezra then thinks that's what he thinks click clack was trying to draw an egg with the circle in a circle yeah. still still wrong <laughs> very um, wrong <laughs> uh zeb finally gets the transmitter working and and contacts uh the crew and informs them of the imperial presence and they decide to go back to the to the chasm and the shaft up to the surface where they can potentially find a way out 
and um, they decide to to take Click Clack back to uh, their base and question him. Um, after which point, they will bring him bring him back to to Geonosis. That's what they're able to to um, agree on between what Saw wants and what what um, Ezra wants, because Ezra wants wants uh, Click Clack to stay to protect the egg, and that's what they need to do. And Saw just wants to to get the information out of Click Clack. So, and I just want to point out, I think it was right around here. It was a funny line where, uh, the, the Imperial soldiers, when they realize it's the ghost, they're like, Oh, (laughs) we're all going to get a promotion if we destroy that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they're not exactly the smartest Imperials. (laughs) No. Like, that yeah, that yeah, is yeah. usually when 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 the empire gets you know gets wind of uh, or gets gets some sort of like signal or uh, something that triggers them to 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 realize like oh when they have these run-ins with uh, you know with Ezra and Kanan and crew it's, they're not they're not always sending the A team <laughs> yeah. yeah like we've like we've uh, mentioned before on 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 you know with these earlier episodes uh, that we've reviewed it's it's yeah. it's not the best bunch but um you know every once in a while you know someone like darth vader decides to show up or you know <laughs> yeah they take care of business they're, they're the only ones that have a legitimate chance of of doing any substantial damage to the ghost yeah um yeah because then it's yeah they they send um they send a couple tie bombers down to try to bomb the bomb the ghost and right. we get we get a reference to one of the best lines in star wars and i'm sure everybody is going to completely disagree with me but sabine sabine mentions that you know stupid sand it gets everywhere <laughs> yes <laughs> uh i thought it was a fun connection because yeah nobody likes anakin's line like that but um but they were they were having issues with the sand clogging their their barrels and yeah. trying to shoot the shoot the dive bombers so hey man any anyone that spent any time in sand knows how annoying <sighs> it can be like unless all <laughs> I mean, you're thinking of is like, to the beach i'm i'm, I'm yeah. digging sand out of my shoe and my pants you know for a week <laughs> yeah. it's all the uh yeah the, the people who don't live on the coast like me that just have this romantic <laughs> idea of you know the white sand beach of hawaii and right. yeah it's not it's not that yeah um so uh but they do manage to destroy both tie bombers even though the imperials they know are going to send more down after them and hera takes the ghost uh to that chasm and that shaft and manages to expertly descend into it to get down to to kanan and and the rest of the crew um conveniently destroying every bridge that's in her way yeah. <laughs> but you know it's okay kanan can just levitate them back up if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh as they're um as kanan and, and the crew are going back to the chasm click clack wants to, wants to take them deeper because he still wants to show them something um but saw refuses to to go with them and they continue back back to the chasm um we kind of learn later that click clack was going to take them and they get there eventually to the to the gas canisters down at the bottom of the of the of the shaft um the the captain of the imperial cruiser decides that it's a smart thing to take their ship down to the surface um no that's not a good idea (laughs) but they do it anyway um they the ghost manages to descend down that shaft and and get on the same level as kanan and and the rest of the crew and they all board and then this is where Saw is then introduced to the rest of the ghost crew. 
And, um, and this was, there was a really interesting point here because, um, Hera asks about click clack who, who is brought on board too. And saw says that he is the only clue to what the Imperials did. And so saw wants to take him with us or with them. And Hera says, okay, what does click clack want to do? And again, I love that question because she, she is the first to actually see click clack and, and want to know his opinion and not just, you know, use him as a, as a means for, for information. So again, Hera sees, sees the, the person behind the, behind the bug, which was crucial. And of course that isn't uh, what saw wants to hear. And that's where Hera pulls Kanan aside and tells him that they need to be careful about saw that he's known to be extreme. Um, and that's when uh, saw begins to torture poor click clack trying to get information out of him and where saw goes a little bit kind of overboard and uh takes takes the egg and threatens to to destroy the egg if if he can't just take the shuttle and click clack and leave and he tells kanan that his methods are soft and that they lost the last war because of that and he is not willing to lose this war so he's he's willing to basically commit genocide um, mm-hmm. In order to to find out what the imperial the the empire's up to, um, and that's where he makes the our enemy shows no mercy, neither can we comment, which is so wrong. At that point, though, that uh, as they're as they're kind of debating all of that, uh, the the empire arrives. Um, the cruiser has dropped down into the planet, um, and they've they've found him. And so uh, they're trying. The the empire is trying to cut them off from the top of the shaft. Um, and then we get some really cool uh, fight scenes. They they yeah. send they send some rocket troopers down to to the ghost, and this might be one of like the best scenes with Sabine ever. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and it, sh- it shows you uh, you know even though those those rocket troopers had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good enough for them. Apparently, the high ground does not protect you from a Mandalorian. <laughs> no not so, at all um yeah. yeah i i loved her her jetpack and her her uh yeah her 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 ability to fight off those those rocket troopers and i totally related to ezra who you know commented that that he wants he wants one of those jetpacks oh yeah so <laughs> i think wouldn't? everybody everybody wants a jetpack so they they do fight off all the rocket troopers and the the ghost uh lands at the bottom of the shaft um and that's when the, that's when we have the moment where click clack shows them the the gas canisters that were the reason for uh the the entire wiping out of the genocean population from the empire ah uh, that's what he was drawing <laughs> <laughs> it's the imperial logo yeah that's, obviously that's it. <sighs> yeah yeah, yeah. So but again, in in their defense, they w- that that right. is the most logical conclusion. Exactly. So I I get that. Uh, Saw has his moment of of actual empathy when he realizes and sees the 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 proof of the the genocide that the empire did, and gives gives the egg back to Click Clack and allow and and says that the Genosian should should stay here rather than pull him pulling him off planet to interrogate him. And so Click Clack goes off to this other blocked passage, which goes even deeper into the planet. And he takes the egg with him and disappears down into the into the passage. 
And they mentioned, yeah, maybe there might be other survivors. So Yeah, so it may not have been a complete wiping of the population as as they thought, which is definitely the the, the hope that there are other survivors. The ghost crew loads up a couple of the canisters as proof to the Senate of the Empire's atrocities, as if the Senate's actually going to listen to them and (laughs) do something or have the ability to do something. I know, right? <laughs> um, right, right. Politics. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. Oh, all you have are pictures? Yeah. Not good enough. Well, it was... Obviously, their their testimony has no real weight. Yeah. Or pictures have no real weight, which, that's still proof. That's, yeah, I mean... pictures, you, you I mean, can, they hold... I mean, pictures yes, pic- pictures can be sometimes. doctored, yeah. but, but you can, yeah. can kind of... Uh, check for that. But anyways, that, right. yeah. Um, because they, they, they lose the canisters as they're trying to escape out of the, out of the shaft. The, the Imperials. Tr- right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the Imperials attempt to bury the rebels uh, by blasting the tunnel. And they, they really didn't do a good job. Hera had no problem whatsoever maneuvering around the falling rocks yeah. and which one, the, the ones that, you know, Ezra and Zeb didn't blast. She just, she just flew around. Right. Um, and then uh, Sabine fires a couple proton torpedoes, effectively destroying the cruiser, yeah. splitting it in half, and the ghost flies right through it and up and out into, yeah. out in space. Which was some really cool piloting by, by Hera, yeah. so kudos to her for that. The this the episode ends with uh they contact uh Senator Senator Organa and uh inform them all they got was the images, not the canisters. And uh even though this isn't going to convince the Senate of the Empire's atrocities, uh which <laughs> of course we knew that, Organa says that this is gonna help other systems to join the rebellion and um they did get some successful information, not anything about the Death Star, but uh, they also rescued Sagarera, and they did acquire the the Shield Core. So, right, you know, they considered the mission a success. Ezra points out that they also gave Click Clack and his race a, a fighting chance to survive. Um, and Saw makes the point that they didn't find out what the Empire was building on Geonosis, and so that mm. comes into play later. Um, and it ends with with Kanan sharing a little bit of, of, of wisdom and, and advice to Ezra. And, and he mentions, you know, that not all their allies share the same values or fight this, fight the empire for the same reasons. And that, uh, you know, and I, and I, again, that was kind of the, the, the key of the whole episode is that saw saw and, and the ghost crew are, are on the same side, but they don't have the same values and they're not fighting for the same reasons, even though they're still all fighting against the empire. And then, you know, and it ends on with that line, you know, like, He's proven that he's not the empire, so that'll do for now. Yeah, you know, it, it just it just shows like how how desperate the you know the rebellion is, you know, just to to have anyone as their ally, and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously they really don't know how big the threat is, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, and and they're gonna they're gonna need everyone, you know, uh, uh, and obviously they they're going to need everyone they can on their team and we all know how it shakes out in the in the movies but yep but yeah they they understand how important it is to to just kind of snatch anyone they can to be on their side mhm cuz yeah i mean even in rogue one it's the the rebellion definitely distances themselves from from saw and his group 
Um, yeah. you know, and, and rightly so they're, 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 they're immoral in, in their extreme tactics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, and it, it all, it all works out until the first order comes around, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, any other final comments on, on that, those two episodes? Um, no, nothing, you know, nothing really, but you know, just again, it's it's really amazing how you know we always we seem to point this out almost every uh on every podcast yep. how a simple show like on the surface like like rebels with what's you know an animated kid show can can yep. just be so deep and so relevant and uh yep. and you know j- just w- with you know in in 20 minute episodes you know just covering uh you know all these sorts of uh heavy topics um and you know, that where it's able to entertain kids and, and to sort of, uh, also indulge, you know, us adult listeners, um, and, and leave us with plenty to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about, um, you know, watching these episodes again is, is, is really, uh, having the, a show having replay value like this is very rare. And, 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 and I just love doing, uh, doing this podcast and being able to revisit them because it, you come away with, uh, you know, there's just the two of us tonight and, and we've talked for well over an hour. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. About, yeah. Yeah. Longer these, than some uh, of our other episodes even. Exactly. Yeah. About these two episodes that, like you said, are really just one long episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, not a lot seems to happen and, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, if you just sort of watch this episode, it was just a simple story about, you know, the two different good guys with two different, mm-hmm. you know, ideologies kind of clashing, um, but but all trying to fight for the same cause. But you know, with all the added layers of the Star Wars lore and 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 bringing up all the 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 themes that that are relevant today, um, you know, it, it it leaves it leaves you with with so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what we love about Star Wars. Oh, totally. Yeah. Any good story, um, as well as entertaining is insightful and educational and it almost, it, it teaches you about the reality and the nature of, of good and evil and the way, the way things work, um, without being, without, without you having to feel like you're sitting in a classroom, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a way to, to learn, um, with but being entertained and of course getting to play in the sandbox that is star wars and that's 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 really the the fun thing that that we we get to do because we get to kind of pick it apart and analyze it which is which is a lot of fun so yeah cool well that is it from us this evening um of course listeners uh what did you think of of these episodes uh the ghosts of geonosis um be sure to let us know you can email us or comment on our facebook or our twitter page and let us know what you thought and you can email us any and all feedback at starwars at sqpn.com. And you can find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. And now, of course, like always, we would like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Christopher R., Gabriel M., Father Jacob, John S., and Josh L., their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows that we do here at StarQuest. 
You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, or on the SQPN YouTube channel, and just be sure to click the, the bell to uh, get notifications. Also, please uh, be sure to review the show. Um, that is definitely one of the best ways for us to get the word out there um, that we are a Star Wars podcast and more people can find us. So definitely, definitely review the show if you have some time. And you can find any and all previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars by going to sqpn.com slash Star Wars. And we will be back in two weeks and where we will continue in Star Wars Rebels. And this is going to be a fun one. We are going to be reviewing the final confrontation between Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we will be reviewing Season 3, Episode 20, Twin Sons. So definitely stay tuned for that. Until then... Andrew Hermes, thank you for sharing the secrets of Star Wars with me. Awesome, Father. It was a pleasure. And once again, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter. Thank you for listening to the secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. <laughs>